Boys, welcome back to our October edition of the Leadville podcast. I'm joined by Jaden, Miles, and Wilbur. Uh, we're combining for only 15 functioning limbs at the moment. We'll get onto that later. <laughs> First off, we'll start with our social content brought to you by Revo Cricket. Go to Revo for all of your cricket needs. So first off, we'll start with the predictions. So we put predictions out for the for the public to join in on, and uh, we got some interesting replies. I thought the one that caught my eye that, um, look, I thought Ross Cook gave some good odds on it, uh, 2,500 to one, that James Cook saying that Ben Simpson would be a breakout player, that the only flag we'd win would be in Saxon's grade. With Ben Simpson playing. With Ben Simpson playing. And that Ben Simpson would average 40 and that Ben Simpson would win the Leos. And we'll get into the Leos shortly, but I can confirm that Ben Simpson is in the top 10 of the Leos. And he's currently averaging more than 40 and he has officially broken out two games into the season. Top one of the Leos, isn't it? We'll get into that later, mate. No need to reveal (laughs) it. Spoiler alert. We had a lot of other good predictions on there, um, so I think we'll review those later into the season. But it's amazing that James Cook's been so on the money that round two has already come true. Well ahead of the curve there. We've had some other uh, some other clubs coming to us for our social content, our podcast content. Yeah, and so obviously we were um, pretty early uh, adopters of the Career Club podcast. A lot of other clubs have followed suit in the in the season since we've been going. This is our third season. It's um, quite adorable, really, isn't it? Oh, it's clubs pop up. It is cute. So the Cavaliers have um, who's the Cavaliers? Where are they from? Now the Career Club. Oh. So um, they've actually started a podcast and. Um, just listening to it, the name change Cavaliers was basically due to the fact that no one wanted to come to the club because of the negative connotations surrounding the Balga as a suburb. Um, so yeah, those guys Rebranding. are yeah, correct. So those guys are, are trying hard. If you um, really feel the need to, um, you know, you've got some insomnia, you need to be put to sleep. Then the Balga guys will <laughs> sort you out. So head on to Podbean. Um, to listen to their podcast if you want to go. Not yet on Spotify. No, that's how you can tell it's amateur hour. Jesus Christ. We started off on Podbean first yeah. year, boys. Look how far we've come. The big league now. Speaking of the association, though, as well, obviously they've released a very comprehensive social media policy recently. Um, I'm not sure how much of that was to be able to curb our um, creative expression here on the podcast. Um, they need to know, though, that we will not be filtered. You will never censor the podcast. You will never be censored the Leadville Career Club podcast. And um, just a quick mention of the association. Um, new management this year, new president. Um, and obviously the new president never told the committee that the fixtures need to be released actually prior to round one. He never told them. So <laughs> we had a situation where round one was supposed to commence on October the 2nd. And we were sitting there on October the 7th, still without any fixtures. So um, without being critical of the association, I feel like that would be the only cricket association in Perth, perhaps the world, that didn't manage to release fixtures in time for round one. <laughs> Even the PSEA released fixtures Even for round one. that basket case of association. It's pretty embarrassing. Mm. I don't know if we do need to be critical of them. No, I wouldn't dream of being critical of the association. Couldn't possibly. But if I were to be critical, I would say, please release the fixtures earlier. Most of our first podcast was invalidated from like, the round one fixtures all the way through to our, our captaincy interview. But uh, again, we'll get onto a bit of that later. Uh, so why I'm between you and Jude, Miles? What happened there? I can uh, take you through this as I was sitting at mid-off watching it all unfold. Anyway, Miles was bowling. He's rocked up. Ten minutes late due to waste. Yeah, elite Oof. athletes. 
Come first. Hoofing it up the freeway out to uh, Joondalup. Didn't get to open the bowling, so he's already an angry man. Um, The opening batsman's just clipped one into mid-wicket where Jude's fielding, and Jude's miraculously tried to pick up the ball one hand and hit down the stumps. He misfields the ball, and Miles has absolutely sprayed him. I'm not going to repeat what he said. (laughs) It's not even true. It is very true. And then Jude has reacted, and there was about to be a big brawl mid pitch. Yep. Has this uh, Mayo? come from? <laughs> has this come from yeah. the uh, living together? Living so I think yeah. For those who didn't know, Jude spent a period of time living at my house last year. Um, and I think there's probably a bit of pent up um, anger on his behalf, um, coming from me being unreasonable and doing things like asking that he pay the rent on time, for example. <laughs> So, yeah, to be apologies to you, like I've obviously made his life quite difficult in that regard. So he's taken it out of me in the cricket field, but that's okay. We've moved, we've moved past that. Well, I have anyway. And is there any truth that you may have driven him into retirement? Well, um, not retirement from work. He's actually picked up more work than ever because he, um, for the first time in his life and career, has worked on a Saturday afternoon uh, for round two. Um, quite suspicious circumstances, if I tell you the truth. So this was following the on-field scene that was made? Yeah, the alleged scene that was made. Coincidence? Yeah, I'm not sure if that relates to um, that or relates to him missing a full toss, first ball, and being given LBW. But between the two factors, could potentially have contributed. Needed some time off, that's okay. Mm. Um, And uh, what about down in Teddy Ridden's grade? What's been happening (laughs) down there? Well, we were having a, uh, a fun night at the club on uh, after round one and um, Cody has uh, won the game for A grade and he's, uh, you know, his body's probably not functioning as, as well as it might have used to, um, fresh off shoulder surgery. So Cody's decided to park his car um, in the disabled bay when he's come back to the club. Um, fair enough, he, um, he's earned it, he's deserved it. And then the Rangers have come around at about 8.39 as we're all celebrating and asked the whole club who has parked their car in the disabled bay, only for Teddy Ridden to walk around the corner and be like, yeah, that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> Causing the Rangers to be, yeah, pretty embarrassed. So it's just a great example of how Lady Ted will go into bat for anyone else. Yeah, leadership. Yeah, amazing leadership. Just goes above and beyond. And speaking Spe- of... Uh, speaking so, of above and beyond. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, on the weekend, we had another cause to celebrate after a few more wins from the boys. Um, long, long-ish night at the club. Um, fair few of the young boys down. Old boys as well. Got down to pretty... Old. Yep, everyone down here. Had probably, what, 50, 60 down here? Yeah, between yeah. there. Um, got to being pretty late. A lot of the younger boys had sort of got Ubers out to Northbridge or whatever. I think some people went Northbridge and then Hippie and then back to Northbridge. Um, Special duo. <laughs> but I, I was left behind the bar for a little bit. Um, Cass was DJing. Miles, uh, I don't think he was drinking very much or anything with the uh, arm situation that's going on there. Um, and then Ennis, Gav and Brad Boswell were left with us three. Brad Boswell. Yeah. He's a character not many listeners would... No, I reckon. I think it was the first time I met him on the weekend. He did. I think the first conversation we had, he was explaining to me that sometimes, if the buses aren't run, if it's too late and the buses aren't running, he'll just 
not sleep at home. He'll just utilize public transportation stations <laughs> and then go home in the morning. Um, to sleep. To sleep, yeah. Uh, in lieu of an actual house or a bed. That's very responsible. Don't drink a drop. Exactly. I heard he uh, listened to the first podcast. So yeah, he wasn't he wasn't happy about the what Jay Gray copped in the first podcast, but I don't think any of them are. Uh, he rec- he still reckons they're ripped off. The timer went off before the last over. They should have won, but nothing you can do about it. And nine J- months later, so yeah. and Jay Gray will still forever be roasted for losing their grand final. Best it's outright. still the most. Single most yeah. embarrassing loss in the cricket club's history. Correct. Exactly. Anyway, so I headed off at about midnight. Sorry, Brad. On um on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Bozzy. And I'm um, not actually not sure where he ended up because I think a few of the boys went back to Gabs. Well, I'm not sure uh, if he made it. On Sunday morning, Ash came down. Ash Day came down for the juniors and sent a photo to the committee group chat, being like, "Whose cricket bags have been left out under the tree?" Sure enough, Brad Boswell's cricket bag left under the tree, so... Yeah, all right. So, have, are we actually sure if he's been found? Not sure. Since Can we get a welfare check on it? <laughs> if anyone, uh, if someone's front yard has Bozzy's number, maybe give him a ring just to make sure he's doing well. Anyway, we'll... <laughs> I didn't actually... I didn't think that one through. No one's got nothing. Our podcast is just filled with crime. And... Anyway, we'll move on to something a bit more lighthearted than a missing person. But um, we've had some selection calls by Jaden. Jaden is the vice chairman of selectors this season, and um, he's been making some big calls. I think a few C grade selections in the first round. Sixteen from sixteen, so I think I've been doing a good job actually. Uh, yeah, well, prior to round one, he copped a fair bit of heat for a few selection calls, um, but the results do speak for themselves. So. <laughs> can't really say too much about it at the moment. My biggest revelation would be Lisky. You know, Lisky. In E grade. Lisky's yeah, killing Lisky. the game. Four for. And so will Lucy. So hi, hi Lucy. Lisky and Lucy. Lucy together. Um, no his mum might be listening as well, actually. So um, I'd have missed this. Massive E grade fans, those two. Yeah, correct. Um, could not miss the ball yet this I th- season. I think we're probably not talking about Lisky. We're probably talking more about um, someone who's got uh, 15 Leos from two games in a grade that probably is a little bit not suited to his talents Michael Perrett I disagree mate he's severely won both games the fact that he's batted 10 and not bowled in the first game and then bowled one over in the second game hard to justify his position wouldn't you think I did think that as well but speaking to Chats on Saturday night he justified it quite well said that Perrett got sent in to bat a lot earlier than expected at a time when they were in trouble and he anchored down was this his one off seven balls or the other? No, no, this is Saturday just gone. Okay. He's, um, I don't know what he made, 10 odd, but he anchored Doing down his job clearly. Too. Played his role. Good clearly, to hear. Clearly, Parrot's got in chats here about the fact that Parrot's family owns a couple of boats and then will host an <laughs> end of season party. He's been there before. But yeah, the risk selection it, is a big one, and I think, I know Owen will be listening, um, and there was a bit of controversy that Owen actually asked Lisk to play A grade, and he said no. And Leach said no on his behalf. Yeah. So now could be his time with uh, M. Dennis potentially out. We'll yeah, get to that later. Going with the Leos. Yeah. That's unfortunate <laughs> for Liskey. Nah, going to win the Leos anyway. He's Another selection team. call. I think um, Umesh is back up and running. Yeah. So Full flight. Umesh has been. Didn't he retire? Well, I thought he had. The podcast a, sent him into retirement. There was quite an extensive Facebook post last year about how he didn't want to play cricket anymore. But look, he's come around one and he's put his hand up available selection. So... Um, Congrats to the man. Well done. Hopefully, um, and well done on 
him and his wife having two kids because last time we didn't mention that stuff and uh, we got in trouble for it. So congrats to him, uh, congrats to Michael Dave, his family, congrats to Clues and his wife and his kid, anyone else who might have had Gav, a kid. Gav's got, got one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone, anyone, anyone with a kid Anyone at the kid at the club who's had anyone a kid in the last three years. Congratulations to you. You've been no, married. Before Congratulations that. Congratulations to you. <laughs> Way before that. If you've literally ever had a kid, well done. Yeah, okay. Much so, better. Um, yeah, cover all bases and all. I think, yeah, we're covered there. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll push forward. Um, box ticked. Some more. <laughs> um, yeah, push um, forward with some of the social content. Um, and now the association finally released fixtures. We've been able to um, nail down some dates for some of our social events. First one coming up is our beer pong. We've decided to shake it up a little bit this year and have it on the end of the next two-day game, two-day game, um, the 30th of October. So that'll be a Halloween-themed beer pong event. So same as last couple of years, um, there's a very prestigious winners list that you can be put on with um, names such as Jake Ricks, Rajiv Milaj, Dan Ligens, um, and Carl <laughs> Fasola. Ben Dillon. Oh, yeah, true. Um, Riverson Restrada um, will enjoy... His beer pong talent, sure. <laughs> and it's not restricted to members of the club either. So I know that Lewis Top will be listening to the podcast. Yeah, the man, man. <laughs> so <Hey>, Lewis, <laughs> he is also free to come down to yeah. beer pong. He's actually there's actually more than free. We implore him to come down to beer. Pong. We would love Please. him to be heavily <laughs> encouraged. Yeah, correct. So um, yeah, clear your schedules. Next uh, presentation night on the thirtieth of October for a great night of festivities. Yeah, it should be good. Always one of the best nights on the calendar. Uh, moving on to this was actually something that was uh, sent in a group chat that I was in. I didn't, I didn't see it properly at first, um, and then I saw it on ABC News on Twitter that N Bennett uh, was it playing for Sorrento or I against think he was Sorrento? Playing Kingsley, yeah, yeah. Um, got hit for fifty runs. I thought it was off eight overs. I was like, oh, that's pr- that's pretty pretty expensive. Um, but then I saw that the 50 runs actually came off one singular over. You got for 50 off an over. So that equates to eight sixes, including two no ball sixes in that. Wait, wait, N Bennett. Why are you is so surprised? Wait, is that N Bennett who played for Kingsley against the team you captain last year, Wilbur? Uh, yeah. And no, yeah. it can't be, can it? Yeah, no, it is. N Bennett has got me out. And I just want to make it clear that um, that 50 runs is not a reflection of him. <laughs> the batter must have just been really, like, I don't know what happened, but he's actually a really good bowler. Like, against us, I think he took one for 45 off three overs. So yeah. he's, clearly, he's clearly got a bit of talent. I looked up his stats <laughs> uh, on my cricket. He actually took three wickets last year, so Did he? he must be pretty good. <laughs> you were one of them, Wilbur. <laughs> um, yeah, so I saw another. I think it was Perth Now today that I saw. This is this is fully. I know we exaggerate a lot of things on this podcast, but yeah. the Perth now headline genuinely called for N Bassett to retire from cricket. I'm not joking. And Bennett, and Bennett, not I think he Nathan on, Bassett. I think he was on the six PR breakfast show this morning with Tim Gossage and Adam Gilchrist. Really? So he's getting a bit of fame from it. Yeah. Soak it up. We need need something to <laughs> now to do after cricket because he shouldn't be going back on the field. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Maybe he, just needs to, he just needs to play against Wilbur again, get confidence up. Uh, and lastly, we had a couple of interesting comments on our Facebook page. Yeah, Someone well, wants to run through that. I actually haven't seen them because 
along with Lee Chien Wuba, I've actually been blocked by this individual who... Oh, it's not Lee, is it? <laughs> well, Justin's the only one with that, uh, <laughs> with availability to view her comments on Facebook. Uh, snitches get stitches. Um, so, yeah, it's clear that I'm the only one who's... I'll, I'll probably be blocked out after this, but... Yeah, true. At least um, will be listening. I found a pretty funny comment. Um, She's always listening. Mike O'Day getting picked in the threes team, I think, for round one. Proudy commented that O'Day's sneaking out the batting order. I think it wasn't quite... Was it in order or was it just random? Yeah, I'm not sure. Can't remember. Um, but then Mike O'Day comments he'll take it and then Lisa O'Day comments that um, maybe his nickname should be Mike not playing this year, O'Day. That's so, very passive-aggressive. One, I don't think it's a great nickname, not playing this not year. Cashier, I don't, really. Yeah, but um, two, clearly he's made some empty promises to Lisa. And um, I just find that really strange, I think, that she would... Take it to the cricket club where... It's an interesting audience, isn't it? Mm. All his mates and fellow teammates are. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say too much because... She might, she might block you again. Yeah. <laughs> she, might, she might block us on her. <laughs> All right, that might wrap us up for the uh, off-field t- type of stuff. So we'll move on to season update brought to you by Source Bulk Foods in the Mez. Uh, you know yeah, what you want to do for yeah. Source some foods? <laughs> bulk foods. You want to source those foods in bulk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so those bulk foods. Um, we'll be talking about the, the last two rounds worth of results for the teams. Um, and we'll start with A grade. So... I've been pretty impressed with Owen's captaincy, to be honest. Uh, he, he's been pretty proactive in the field, uh, pretty confident. That's resulted in us being two from two, same as every other team at the club. Um, start with the bat so far has been um, Cody going absolute beast mode. He scored a clutch 47 not out in round one to get us over the line and then scored 29 off 13 balls. Um, he'd obviously been watching the IPL final uh, before round two. Um, so the old guy still got it. Uh, and then supported by Leachy and Ennis both making runs as well. Wait, Jaden made runs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there was a rumour flying around the club earlier this year that um, the clues brought to my attention, actually. Um, and the rumour was that the selection panel has become an absolute disgrace because Leachy's only <clears throat> invited himself to become part of the selections for the ability to put himself in the A-grade team when he didn't deserve it. Um, apparently, according to clues, multiple life members raised serious concerns about Leachy's spot in the A-grade team. Am I team. wrong in saying that there was actually a special meeting that every yeah. single living life member <laughs> yeah. attended? I'm actually not, discuss I'm not privy to those discussions, but yeah, I do know the, the life members have a very active um, social group amongst themselves. And yeah, apparently it was the, the talk of the town. Uh, and then... Look, they were like, "What action can we perform? What action can we do to stop this injustice from happening?" Um, you know, how has this guy put himself on the selection panel? That's totally corrupt. He shouldn't be playing A grade. This is a joke. Yeah, all those sort of phrases all, floated around. All sorts. Um, obviously, Gavin Smith, part of those. Um, yep, as a life member. Yeah, yep. he was leading the meeting. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then Leach has gone out and put in a man of the match performance on the weekend, uh, oh. leading wicket taker in. Leading wicket taker and leading run scorer. No, Ennis would be above you. Ennis leading wicket taker um, in. No, you have more runs than Cody. That's true. Um, and he's played very well. Made sixty four on the weekend and looked really good. So great to have him back in the team. Um, the bowling's become a little bit of an issue. We've actually lost out of our, um, our top bowlers last year. Um, 
we've got Ivo, Joe Costa, and Leon Burrows. So we're not having played a game yet. And then I. Um, now you're ruled out on the weekend. For those who haven't heard, I snapped my collarbone in two. Um, basically, I was fielding on the boundary, and um, I've given Lee a pump up, but he basically dished up a, a wide half volley to a set batsman <laughs> who punched it through um, through extra cover, and I've basically tried to from long off dive over the boundary to flick the ball back when it was in midair um, and completely butchered it and shoulder charged the turf. Um, Is that why you're drinking that massive one litre milk now? Yeah, trying to strengthen I've, those bad boys I, up? I have a Harvey Fresh um, one litre chocolate milk in with me now um, just to get that, that calcium in. Very important. Clearly. Um, yeah, could have been doing that preventatively but I guess better late than never. Yep. So um, I'll probably be out until Christmas-ish for bowling, um, <clears throat> enjoying my time as a social member. Um, and Opens then, the door for Perrot. Yeah, no, Lisky clearly deserved his spot. Um, yeah, so hopefully, just as a side note, I've got ambitions of going down to play C-grade as a keeper batsman while in my time away from bowling. Um, so Matt Saxon, if you're listening, just FYI. Um, but yeah, we're basically um, a few issues with the bowling, but I think we'll be able to sort it out with a few um, few guys coming up into the team. Um, on the weekend, we had a really good close game against Kingsley Woodvale. Um, of um, we made two hundred and thirty five runs, two hundred thirty six, sorry, and they actually ended up their forty overs on two hundred and thirty five runs. So we've won by one run. Uh, Owen clutched it up by only conceding like. 15 off the last over when he had 16 to play with. So, um, pretty good from A grade. We'll go from there. Yep, moving on to C's, Jen. Yeah, so Chatsy is the captain of C grade. Oh, what? And is he? Chatsy. Chatsy yeah, is the captain of C grade. He interviewed the C grade captain on our last podcast, man. <laughs> More to that later, but the opening <laughs> partnership of Curry and Chats has been getting it done. Um, not too many other runs from other batsmen in the side, but Chats has gone into turbo mode all pre-season saying that he won't bowl and then as soon as he was elected captain, he was just tearing it down in the net, bowling as well as I've seen him in five years, yeah. which is very suspicious. So sus. So sus, but yeah, Michael Day is also playing C-grade and he's been getting it done with the ball along with JP. They've got a really good mix of youth and old and I reckon they're a huge chance for the flag just with the side mix that they've got at the moment. Moving on to D grade, uh, they've won both games, but Kasun's been leading the way, proving that he should be captain of D grade and leading the way, which is really good leadership by Kasun. But for the rest of the other blokes who played G grade last season with Raj, they've been really struggling. So your likes of um, Amila, who's played Sri Lankan rice, rice cricket, cricket, rice field yeah. cricket. Yep, so he's been struggling, Hobbsy's been struggling, so a lot of them need to step up because mm. yeah, yeah, it looks like D grade could be a bit of a mm. bit of a hike for it's them. A big step up to D grade. Yeah. They've been lucky the best one do it. They've been lucky enough to have a really good bowling lineup with Chimera, Harsha, Hutch and Mitch Hardy. No way Chimera's been playing D grade man. He's way too good for that. Yeah, he's been killing it down there. Uh, rumors were that he would struggle in D grade, but well, he's Dan Boys, after playing it. with him, still doesn't think he's that good. He said he just looks like a regular D grader. Uh, I've heard very good things about Chimera, which is really, really good to hear. When you can bowl 16 overs across two games and concede 15 runs, I feel like it's an indication <laughs> that you are up to the level. Yeah, 
very least. Definitely. Uh, the only thing that I've heard about D-grade is that <laughs> they talk Sri Lankan on the field, so makes it a bit difficult to understand so if you're, things uh, if you're non-Sri Lankan. If you're an up-and-coming player from E-grade, maybe you brush up on your Duolingo <laughs> and then in preparation for your D-grade debut. Risky, that's you, mate. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, we'll move on to E-grade. Will be you've been playing down there the last couple? Yeah, been playing in E-grade. We've had a great start, two from two, as everyone else is. Um, Leedy Ted has taken the reins this year as captain, and <laughs> it's been a great start to his captaincy career. I think um, all the boys really enjoying playing under him. He seems to be enjoying it, um, and yeah, everyone's just really getting it done at the moment. Bat and ball, different contributors both weeks. And Raj Suarez came down, and made eighty on the weekend, which is good. You made forty nine. Yeah, couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. Adam Bulways made 40-something in both games and kept very well. And as I already mentioned, Liskey, first game, 4-5, he's been absolutely tearing it up. And um, Jaden's Jaden's housemate, Lockie Broon, has come down to the club. Great new win. And taken three for on debut. Some of the biggest sixes he's been hit for. I mentioned Raj Suarez making 80, but we actually had two people raise the bat on Saturday despite only 150. (laughs) What? Yeah. Leedy Ted has actually... After making a golden duck round one, he's managed to get off the mark in round two, and he's yeah raised the bat towards <laughs> towards a very happy team under the tent after getting off the mark and making one. I think the excitement might have got to him a little bit too much because he was out very shortly after that, but <laughs> I'm sure it was very exciting for him. Oh, that's it. His way out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. Yep. Uh, All right. Nice. F grade. F grade um, for us. This is actually. Captain by Raj, I think this is the highest grade Raj has ever played in his career. Um, and that shows um, it because he has actually got zero Leo points after two games. Quite so, legit. <laughs> yeah, he actually does. <laughs> so leading from the front, uh, Samantha is. Um, highlight of round one was um, everyone's favourite, Poobadoo, who made uh, a ton, which is an amazing effort. And for that, he won the Chich player of the round for round one um, and then they also got the job done round two um, they actually haven't entered their scores on my cricket so um, that'd be nice to do Raj but yeah they're actually going pretty well um, the Barry will probably do it yeah he's a hero as well weird that the captain's not doing it for C grade but anyway um, Raj is always as he always does brought a couple of new guys down um, to start them in F grade and they look look pretty good early doors so exciting for them continuing from last year yep and Jaden can you finish us off with our last three teams yeah of course Saxon in G grade has been getting it done with all the young guys Ben Simpson scored a ton on the weekend which is absolute scenes the week before he scored his highest score of 22 (laughs) is that real? (laughs) it's legit his highest score in round one was 22 I think I saw a Facebook comment like earlier this year about him averaging nine for his career yeah, or something. So he has a micro career average of eight. <laughs> his previous high school was 22 the week before and he's just gone and quadrupled that and scored a ton. Actual done, man. Absolute scene. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So well done to Ben Simpson. He celebrated hard, making new friends, spending the night with them, which was really good. Um, other thing was Finn Langer. On round one, I don't think he's ever done before talking about records. Yeah, true. First game at the club, did the G grade presentations and had everyone in hysterics. Good man, Finn Langer. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be listening. Might have to get him on the podcast. 
yeah, his art presentation was high quality, especially considering he'd basically never seen one before. <laughs> got, got a few names um, mixed up. Don't, don't we all? True. Don't we all? And the other thing to note was that Sheldrick went to the wrong ground in round one and then returned to make 61. Yeah, he went to Saks, I'm um, sorry, Cully's ground because he got named there on Thursday and he wasn't up to speed with the late changes. Rocked up like an hour and a bit late and still, yeah, didn't let that affect him. Um, managed to make 61 and bat really well. I think he's got to do mental, that. Mental toughness. Often. Mental toughness. On to I grade. The feel-good story of the first two rounds would have to be Dan Cully and his son, Blake, both making tons in the same game. That's a really feel-good story. I think that's the first time that's ever happened in club history, so well done to both the Cullys. The other notable story was that Cuddles wasn't meant to play this game with Pink Eye. <laughs> he had something in his eye, yeah. I heard it was Pink Eye. What's he doing? Apparently he went to hospital. <laughs> and he comments and he goes, uh, yeah, I'll just come, come down to watch, but I'll bring my cricket kit anyway. <laughs> Bit random. But yeah, he's taken six foot on the weekend. And Sil Montgomery in round one scored 72 to Raj's liking. Quickly brought him up, but another person wasn't a fan of that. More about that later. And just quickly before we go to J-grade, yeah. that Saxon's team with um, Ben Simpson, is that the one that um, my boy Matt Kettle plays in? Yeah. Yeah, so that first game... He got um, got into the player of the round, made 55, took three far. That was his first 50 as well. So yeah. those young boys are killing it down there. We Records actually, everywhere. We actually saw in the scorebook it had Kettle and then like 50. And we were like, oh, Dan Kettle's continuing his real good batting form. And then we were like, hold on. It was actually Matt Kettle. Yeah, so Legend. first ever 50 for him. First ever ton or 50 for Ben Simpson. So, yeah, those young boys are loving it down there. Yeah. Coach them all, so... Yeah, yeah makes sense. Speaks volumes. Anyway, we'll move on to J-grade now. J-grade, Trev Harding was a handy addition in round one, making 70. But overall, they've responded well from their roast in the podcast. Embarrassment. Two from two. Mm-hmm. Zorba plays 200th game on the weekend, which we're actually Let, not that, we're not sure about. <laughs> on my cricket, once Saxon updated the stats, we didn't think it was his 200th, but Zorba assures me it was his 200th game. He took a screamer apparently as well. Didn't the, see it. Didn't see it. Cool, calm, collected, yeah, yeah. classic, one-hand. Can't teach experience. The only disappointing thing about J-grade, which player Brad Boswell mentioned Jeez, on Saturday night, Boswell. Love it. was that only three <laughs> people came back. Only three people came back from the club. Uh, J-grade presentations, and that may be due to a bit of a disharmony in the side, as Brad Boswell isn't happy with... One member in the side making threats such as he won't play if this guy's in the side. Yeah. There's actually been a couple of threats like that down in the lower grades, a few butting of heads. But yeah, Brad Boswell, who's been in the club for like 15 years, was basically like, if Ian Turner plays in this side, I will not be. <laughs> so that's some interesting uh, decisions. Why? What's going on between those Does two? you think Ian deserves to be in... Um I agree with Cully or something. Yeah, my, I'm not sure. Mind you, he did compliment Ian's batting, saying he's a very good opening batter. So I don't know what's going on. If what's happening? Club now? first or man first? Who knows what's this going on there? Weird. But look, something strange going on. Can this. confirm that that's 16 from 16. Absolute scene. It's actual history of making stuff. So good for the bar. So well done to everyone. This <laughs> bar has made a single dollar. Yeah, we only, we only gave away 125 beers. We were saying how good it is with everything at five dollars, but everything being free is that much better. <laughs> At this rate, what are we on track for? 
Yeah. Well, how record, many wins? Record break. Oh, oh, was it 114 eight. zero or something like that? Gee, the club will go right. broke if that's the case. Yeah, it's going to be pretty funny when Clues tries to say that we can't do it anymore when we get AO bait. Yeah, but then we just overthrow him. So yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me 24 from 24 is on the cards. No, it is. That would be unreal. Leading into beer pong as well. That's what we said last week. And look, here we are, 16 from 16. Very All right, we'll have a look at the uh, statistics so far for the season, brought to you by Bisley. Bisley Workwear, um, uh, one of our many workwear... <laughs> Yeah, caterers yeah. sort of get confused what one they are but if you want workwear if you want an option to look yeah. at some I'm sure that have some workwear um, so we'll start with number one obviously our boy Benny Simpson So this, on, this is just Leo rankings and, and yeah yeah he's on 171 um, and yeah well went into the season with a high score of under 22 and he's scored 171 Leos in two games which is phenomenal much to the pleasure of big James Cook <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, James Cook got the biggest cricket brain at the club at the minute. Crazy. <laughs> um, How's the uh, top three in the Leos? Ben Simpson, Cuddles, and Brad Boswell. Man of the hour, Braddy Boswell. Who would have thought? It's actually amazing, isn't it? That would be a top three. It's pretty yeah, and I think another three. notable one in the, the top ten is Leachy sitting seventh on 152 points. So That's yeah, crazy. I, think, I think we were sitting here in January this year talking about how Leachie hadn't got 150 up until January, and here he is two rounds in. I actually think I was on 98 in, like, January. Yeah, legit. <laughs> Contemplating <laughs> life. Contemplating cricket like M. Bennett. Yeah, <laughs> Jane's up ranked number seven, so, yeah, much better than last year. You deserve your A-grade spot, not 12th man in J-grade or whatever it was last year. <laughs> that was, like, 20th man in J-grade. <laughs> look, look forward to playing A-grade with um, Cuddles and Bozzy this week. But, yeah, well done to all who were... Uh, Leading the race, yeah. early doors. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to our interview now. So um, we'll move on to that for Pacific Workwear, another workwear brand where you can get more in workwear. Guinea Only well. exclusive club supplies for club members who live in Papua New Guinea. Uh, very pleased to announce that we got Mike O'Day on the podcast this week. How are you going, Mike? Very good, Blaz. How are you going? Yeah, all good. Um, so it's life member, there. super fan of the podcast. Uh, one of the original super fans, A-grade premiership player. Uh, we've been trying to get you on for a while. Uh, what was what was your wife's initial reaction when you told him you were coming on the podcast? Uh, you don't want to hear the, her initial reaction, but... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad we sorted it out and got you on. Uh, we've got a few questions for you here. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was your best cricket memory, Mike, and how does making the inaugural Podcast 11 rank in those memories? Oh, jeez, that's a hard question, I suppose. Um, probably my, my best cricket memory is probably playing in the A-grade grand final and taking a return catch and almost breaking a finger. But, um, you know, close second is being on the being on the podcast uh, team of the year last year. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a close second. Who was, the, who was the court and bowled off? Uh, can't remember his name. Some guy from Carrigan. Oh, no, no, Really? Yeah, that's nah, exactly right. So me, me taking the winning wicket in your first flag didn't rank among your cricket memories. That's weird. Nah, getting you drunk when you were under nineteen was one of them. No, no comment. Can't remember that. <laughs> All right. Um, so obviously you're a big fan of not just leadable cricket, but just a fan of the game in general. Do you have an estimate of how many Facebook pages you are uh, have a top fan badge on? Because you're a serial commenter. Yeah. I have a bit of time on my hands now and then when I see a stupid comment on, on uh, <laughs> online. I like, to, I like to comment back, but uh, 
somehow I'm a super fan or a top fan on all these pages. I? I see you've gotten into basketball now as well. I didn't know you were a big basketball fan. I love basketball. Love basketball. That was my first game. First, first love of uh, sport was basketball. So very interesting. And I heard that. Um, when you first came to the club that you used to be a batsman in the lower grade, you are never really a bowler. How did you make your way into, how did you turn yourself into an A-grade leading bowler of the past probably five years? You've been one of the best bowlers in A-grade. So how did that pathway come about? Uh, well, when, when I showed up the club, I had no skills whatsoever. Um, and the great Ronnie Dastorp was, was uh, at training quite a lot. And he, uh, he taught me how to bowl, taught me how to bowl outswing and, um, from there, I just sort of thought, you know, I could, you know, pro- probably do well with this and train hard. And I thought in the last five or ten years was just try and get fit. I thought fitness was probably the, the main thing. If I could get fit and strong, then I'd probably do well. Um, and it made made a big difference for me. So played some A grade, got injured a lot, and won a flag, a few wickets, uh, fun. Yeah, won a flag. It was, uh, it was good times. Can't complain. And who's your favourite young gun at the club? Obviously, there's a long list of potential young guns who you could choose from, but who's your absolute favourite? Apart from Wilbur. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably go uh, JP Starkey. He's, he's the one that's impressed me the most. Uh, playing with him last year, he was, uh, he's, a, he, he, he's a gun to make him, that, that, that kid. So um, can't wait to see what he does if he, if he plays more A-grade because he, he, if he gets more exposure up there, he'll be, he'll be deadly. So. Yeah, yeah, good answer. He's a yeah, good answer. He's definitely got the right attitude to play play first grade. That, that, that's that's what um, that's what gets me. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've opened the questions up to the fans on Instagram as well, and we've had a fair few uh, come up with some questions. Um, the first one is from Michael Parrott, and he said, "What was it like to play in the greatest young team in NSCCA history?" <laughs> I played two games in that, but it was good fun while I played it. Uh, Got to be a part of it. Thought, yeah, well, first game I thought, geez, these kids just take it, take it like a game, like you know, not really, they take it too seriously. But you know, Carl's Carl's a uh, a good captain, or was a good captain. <laughs> good one. <laughs> was a good captain. I was pretty disappointed to see him captain this year, so it was. Uh, nah, Carl. Carl was uh, retired on a high. He didn't want to tarnish his yeah. one and no record. I was also good to be part of Shrek's first first title for the club as well. So. He's a busy, mm. Carl's a busy man these days. Very true. To be fair, one of Carl's master strokes of captaincy going against Clues um, and a lot of other members was declaring early and taking that key wicket on the on the first day. So that was one of the... Yeah, I heard there was someone else in his ear about that one. I'm not, not going to name any names, but... No, nah, um... well, that's all right. Carl made the decision in the end, so um, shows that he's got a better cricket brain than Clues and a lot of others. And now, you seem to have a pretty good bromance going with Perrot. I know you played those two games in last year. You've been playing with him this year. Is there any insight as to how that started or how it's going? Mate, how can you not love the man and that, and that smile on his face all the time? Uh, to, to be honest, he didn't say, say very, very much to me when I was playing the first two games, but uh, after a few drinks and a title, you get a few words out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just a good bloke, good happy bloke. I like, I like happy players. So. Yeah, good man, very true. Very good. Now, I've got to ask, Mickey, uh, your lovely partner, Lisa, blocked us, the podcast crew, on Facebook last year following a laugh reaction on one of her comments. Do you think that Lisa will ever unblock the podcast crew on Facebook? Uh, probably fat chance of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we thought. 
Um, all right, so a question from, from Kingy, um, sort of following on from my earlier question. How do you juggle being a full-time dad and a keyboard warrior on Cricket Australia Facebook posts? <laughs> Not just the keyboard warrior on his posts, but I'm not Australia, is it? Oh, it's hard work, it really is. Yeah, it takes a lot out of me. I need a, need a holiday from it, I think. So. <laughs> True. Someone's got to do it. Um, and then Kingy's posts are just open game for me, unfortunately. So. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, and then a follow-up one from, from Brett Sheldrick. Um, he wants to know, do you have a driver's licence? <laughs> Yes, I do now. Yeah, it took me a while. What? Any uh, any confirmation of what age you were when you got your driver's license? Yeah, it's like mid thirties, I think. What's the reason why? Was the older? Never, never got to it, or? Yeah, never got to it. So I thought I'd, I'd be older and wiser when I when I went uh, to, to get my license. <laughs> Good decision. Not, not up like Raj, uh, Raj Ismailaj. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can understand you being a bit hesitant of driving instructors if the only one you've known was Raj Maharaj. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. And the last question from the fans is actually Dan Faru, who I reckon not many people will know, but heard lots of interesting stories about him. But he's asked, what's the best sledge you've heard on a cricket field? Uh, I probably can't say it say it on a podcast, but it was Dan Faru. I can beat it if you want. Not, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I can't remember it in, ex- exactly, but uh, Dan had a few few words about his own captain, and, uh, and I think the entire slip cordon was in hysterics for about ten minutes after it. About his own captain, he was sledging his own captain. Who was uh, the captain? He was quite, yeah, he, he he was quite outspoken about his own captain. <laughs> Who was the captain? Uh, he, he he went by the Wolfman, I think. The Wolfman, Frossos. Frosos. <laughs> That's actually so good. Hasn't been, John Frossos hasn't been cited since Robbie Pactor poured a bucket of water in him, in him on the toilet. He hasn't been cited. Have you heard it from yeah. Frossos? Uh, it's a shame. John Frossos was good value. Yeah, he actually was. He's played like 350 games for the club. He's like in the top few of all time. So he's a he's a superstar. He, he, he was a gun bad and the grumpiest mate. All in one. True. And one last... Uh, Thing before we finish, Mickey, is do you have anything you want to say to the fans or to the podcast crew? A bit of an open forum here. Oh, not really. I think you, you, you guys have you've, you've said a bit in the last few years, and you know you've ruffled a few feathers. And um, one thing I'd like to add is oh, I think the club's in a great place at the moment, so everyone seems happy and and uh, playing well. Lots of tons, lots of wins. Um, couldn't. Couldn't be happier about what ways things are going at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah, no, we're definitely in a very good spot. We're very happy with uh, the performance, the results, for sure. Um, thank you very much for giving out your time and finally joining us on the your beloved podcast. Um, yeah, very good value, but we need to get on to the barbecue roast now, so uh, we'll catch you at the club during the week. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> Thanks, Mickey. Thanks, mate. See ya. Uh, thanks to Mike for giving us his time. It was very uh, informative and fun interview. Very insightful, man, isn't he? Yeah, it was fantastic. Best one we've had this year, I think. Um, well, you can't really compare it to the other one because he's gone. Now. The other one's invalid. <laughs> so. um, anyway, we'll move on to the roast segment, uh, our favourite segment, I think, brought to you by Barbaco. If you want to roast... Don't roast and drive. And yeah, do it with Barbaco. In fact, I've heard that Barbaco man doesn't even have the option to roast and drive anymore because... 
as normal. A lot of people listen to our podcast and the police actually got hold of it. <laughs> it, was an, it was actually an investigation launched into Mr. Barbaco's driving oh. and has subsequently yeah. lost his license. No, he hasn't. So, <laughs> so the Barbaco truck has been... Someone tell Grace R. <laughs> Google reviews. The Barbaco truck's been out of action since our last podcast. To the delight Grace's of Grace vigilante R. workers succeeded, yeah. but... They were very happy with the platform they were given. Oh, yeah. They they say any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah. They love the podcast. So talking about people who love the podcast. This one person in particular. <laughs> well, we've been playing with him. You can... Uh, oh, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Barry, massive fan of the podcast. Um, now, Barry has... Oh, he always does, but he's had some very interesting behaviours over the <laughs> first couple of weeks of the season. Um, he's always this kind of attitude but um, as everyone knows Dan will always design new shirts which I think everyone would agree are pretty good yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're they're awesome. very good awesome. and in our first game we were all hyped getting up and about we're all in our new shirts oh how good does it look and there's one man on the team just standing there off to the side like um, like that you know that soccer photo where like he's just like standing off to the side that odd one out sort of thing Yeah, Barry's just standing there in the old one day shirt. What? Did he not get his shirt? The one we've worn for the past three seasons. Did he not come and get Well, that's what I thought and hoped at first. And so Dan's asked him, being in the team and the designer of the shirts, and Barry's just (laughs) gone off on a rant. Like, no, I'm not being a walking advertisement for these companies. Like, I'm not wearing that shirt with all the sponsors on my back. While he's wearing the old one day shirt that also was covered in sponsors. Yeah, but there was only one sponsor, I think, on the old shirt. So Barry's been out in the field and batting all day wearing the old shirt the only one wearing the old oh, shirt oh they're like at the club yeah the old shirt. which in itself is disgraceful yeah doing that how but can, can but there was actually a massive coincidence which makes it even worse as one of our great sponsors the source if you want to source foods in bulk go to the source <laughs> there you go. they sent a couple of their lovely, reps lovely ladies they, the they sent a couple of their reps down to the e-grade game in Karina to go watch some cricket go see their logos on everyone's new shirts mm. You know, see what the club's all about. And much to their disgust, the first person they've seen is Barry. Oh, no. And <laughs> he's not wearing the shirt. That's not a good look. And he's wearing the old shirt. Oh. And just keep in mind, these are new sponsors to the club, so they're not going to be happy that they're expecting to see yeah. everyone wearing we're, the shirt. We're still developing the relationship with, yeah. with the source box. Barry's box. refusing to wear the shirt. They've asked him about it, and he said the same thing. I'm not doing this. And they're like, well, who do you think's paying for the shirts, Barry? <laughs> yeah. They're like, giving us it's money. Not, it's not a free advertisement we're paying for the shirts and so they've obviously become very disgruntled with that and I think Justin might be able to elaborate but I think Justin being so, a sponsorship manager might have copped a yeah. very Justin is the contract manager for Source Bolt Foods I think yeah. I've heard you've copped a very heated and angry message <laughs> from one of the lovely ladies at Source well, they... making some serious threats <laughs> Or they, we won't get into the, the threats um, they, they're obviously very lovely beautiful people I love them um, we've been speaking ongoing about this issue for two weeks now. Uh, once they got wind of it, I think um, they actually got tipped off by. I think Tom Francis actually works for Source Foods, and I think he was the one. He gave them the managers a call at, oh, no. at the drinks break when he heard, and he said, "You have to get down to Karen up right away." <laughs> um, so once, yeah, once they heard that, they raced down. Uh, couldn't believe their eyes. Yeah, this and Barry's got wind of these threats because he wore the new shirt on Saturday. So yeah, 
So, so he came in. So originally, when we gave everyone a shirt, um, Dan and I were in the change rooms giving everyone a shirt, yeah. taking a photo, um, so Dan can use it for the social media posts, which have been awesome. That was great, yeah. Um, and every single player who got a shirt on the night took a photo, except for Barry, which we thought. So this was before round one. Why we, didn't Barry? We thought this was pretty strange straight away. Because he, um, he said he didn't know what the photo was going to be. Yeah, so literally every... Like, I think we gave away 78 shirts to people on the night and 77 people got photos. And um, Barry just didn't give a reason. First up, just just stormed out, no photo. Um, Dan went and chased him up after, uh, explained to him what it was for. Uh, he then said, oh, why didn't you tell me that in the first place? But we were literally 20 metres away from... <laughs> where we were taking the photos, so I'm not sure why that made a difference. Anyway, he came in after round one. He's obviously been told about what's happened. He's grabbed a, sh- a two-day shirt, taken a photo in it, taken a photo in the one-day shirt as well, and, um, yeah, smoothed it all out, luckily. Is it true that Source may be... Yeah, they're, they're not happy. ...quitting the sponsorship? <laughs> and refusing to send result. money? And Barry sent okay. threats is back it, saying... Is that the only course of action that we have to send Barry into Source Foods for an a in-person apology? Well, no, I've heard that Barry has actually sent threats back to Source saying that... <laughs> no, he did it. He, said, he used his um, whole thing of being on the committee of the association. He's, he's trying to use that power. <laughs> and he's saying that he will <laughs> do everything in his power to make sure that their logo is taken off our shirts unless they start stocking dim sims in bulk. Because <laughs> they... It's not on their current menu. <laughs> Barry, as everyone would know, the man loves his dim sims. Yeah. So he's proposed to them. He will wear the shirt. <laughs> Even share stuff on social media if he has to. If they can get dim sims, but they're a nutrient store. <laughs> dim sims have nutrients. Organic dim sims. That, that's the deal Barry's proposed, is what I'm hearing. All the best to source. Can't <laughs> <laughs> find nutritious. Yeah, but do you know where the negotiations are at on that, Justin? Um, they, a, whether they're getting dim sims, and B, whether they are still refusing to send the money to the club. Well, I'll get, I'll get an update for us, but maybe Miles can tell us first. That this is a, yeah. So well, this got, isn't the first time he's no, blown up already, and we're only up for strange reactions to. Uh, just a regular everyday conversations from Barry and just a highlight one that we had earlier in the year um, pre-season training we were talking about like getting the old match balls which Barry makes a point of collecting after from the captains after each game and keeps them in a milk crate so we can all have a practice ball in the nets and I messaged him in September and I was like hey mate um, any do you happen to have the crate of practice balls at your house because I could they weren't around the club I couldn't find them and he's absolutely blown up at me <laughs> What do you mean do I happen to have them? I was like, what do you mean, mate? Like, I just asked if you've got them. And then he, um, he asked me why I was being a flog, not in those nice terms. But obviously, new social media contracts, we can't use the actual language. Yeah, correct. Um, and yeah, has basically absolutely blown up at me for the audacity <laughs> to s- suggest that he might have a crate of practice balls at his house. So um, yeah, I was a bit taken aback. And we still haven't seen that great. No, actually, he's still missing, so... Has his freezer been searched? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no comment. So just to uh, give a podcast exclusive, um, the fact that Barry has refused to cooperate with our sponsors um, (laughs) means that 
the committee has made the decision to... And made threats. Yeah, correct. Um, has made the decision to um, strip Barry of all privileges related to sponsorship of the club. So any um, any um, food that our sponsors might put on, any um, goods that our sponsors might bring down to the club, anything that the club has purchased using sponsors' money, um, Barry is officially not entitled to those... Any potential team of the week inclusions. Any potential team of the week inclusions. Barry is officially ineligible until he apologises to Source Foods Goes personally. Goes in. To there in person. We'll make him volunteer for a couple of hours wearing the shirt in store. Sourcing. He can go and source those foods and bulk himself. Hand out flyers at the front of the store or something. Actually, exactly. no. To be fair, I think it doesn't necessarily have to be sourced. Barry can pick a sponsor. Uh, he wants to um, take the reins of the Barbacoa Batmobile for a while. Um, he can do that. If he wants to um, be wrapping burritos or Zambreros, he can do that. I think um, um, Shrek's to... working on a sponsor that actually potentially do d- dim sim. So <laughs> 24 hour deli. We might get him to wait for that one. If Barry wants to fly to Papua New Guinea to sell some workwear, then that's okay. The club will Pacific will always, always be there. Yeah. Always in our hearts. Yeah, so Barry, um, if you're listening, which I know you will be, <laughs> let us know what um, redemption option you want to take to get, the your, closures. to get your sponsorship rights back. One way to get. We still love our Papua New Guineans. <laughs> Always. All right, that's um, the end of the rose for this month. Be back with that in November. I'm keen for that one. Um, moving on to our predictions updates. This one's for Key Group. Uh, has anyone done any research on them yet? Yeah, I'm Cody. Roads, mate. Cody. You're on the road? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, they make roads. Uh, yeah, why not? I think so, yeah. Yep. Let's go with that. All right. Whatever they're doing, um, they're supporting Cody very well. Because Alright, so for our predictions First we'll go with the uh, Leos So uh, obviously after round two It's pretty early to call Who's going to win that um, bit of a spread James Cook's leading the way Yep, James, massive call um, because you Your, know, your big call Or your Leo winner call, sorry On Miles to win has just been yeah, Blown, it seems that you always pick players Who get injured or leave, like last year in your fantasy team picking Blair Barker <laughs> yeah well to be fair um, you haven't actually taken into account the amount of runs I will score in Jake when I go play as a bat oh, so I reckon you're still in the 100 fair enough alright um, but yeah other, apart from that um, well, well, you, you picked yeah. Dan how's Dan um, gone yeah well, uh, he said as I said I'm a lover of maths <laughs> I love <laughs> you know, I just got to back in the statistics every time and Dan presented me with numbers that I couldn't argue with so I backed him into the Leos but so he said he said that he'd average how many runs a game 25 runs 2 wickets and 2 catches a game and is he on so track for that far, I think he's slightly under so far he hasn't bowled a ball <laughs> right. so, so four 10 runs one. across the 2 games and I'm unsure on catches but it's safe to say that so far my call isn't looking great he's been a very disgruntled man actually Dan he hasn't yeah, he, he hasn't happy, really he? found a happy spot yet yeah. started in E grade um, two wins he made six in that got and um, got moved up because he had a very big dummy spit said that he was sick of playing cabbage cricket <laughs> just wants to verse someone it's not so bad so this is this is after he's made six by the way so and if then, it's cabbage why did he only make six well that's a question that no one can answer really but um, deservedly so he got promoted the next week into D grade and must have done better uh, I don't know if he did better or not. No, he mustn't have seen a 10, so he must yeah, have made 4. Made four. <laughs> um, and I think he was even less happy in that team. So I guess over to Jaden as the selector on the podcast, where to put him where he's going to enjoy his cricket. He's got to keep going on the elevator. Yeah, so Dan, yeah, Dan, no catches. So he's officially on 10 Leos after two games. Plenty of room for improvement. And I'll back Dan in. 
My uh, Leo winner, Teddy, he's taking it very serious that I've predicted him. I heard that he... Yep. Uh, in the huddle after taking three catches, what did he say, Wilbur? He, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but he mentioned that you'll be very happy with him getting all these Leo points. Not making runs. I don't think he's taking a wicket, but he's, he's taking his catches. I'm quite enjoying the live counting of Leo points. I don't know when, you know, every time someone takes a catch, it's another 20 for him. Yeah, get, catches are the, the key to a Leo win, so he's unlocked that one there. Now, on to a podcast first. Wilbur's big call has already come off. <laughs> came off. Before Arguably round two. Before, yeah, round one, round two. Round one, it was in the mate. Yeah. And then <laughs> round two. There's been a big it, lead up to it. It's obviously pretty unfortunate circumstances. Oh, we're so not happy about it, but so just it's to, pretty just amazing. Just to recap, Wilbur's big call was that a captain would walk away from the club mid-season. Which was pretty random. Then, we didn't really, he didn't have anyone in and mind. And not just, yeah. It actually sounds like this was a setup, but there was genuinely And you wouldn't like, have thought Ashley no, out of everyone. Ashley I would genuinely, have been low on your list. I remember when I said it, I said I had no one in particular in mind. And I'll admit when I said it, I had maybe two in mind that were potentials and Ashley was not one of them. So just so it's just to reiterate for anyone who might not have heard, Ashby has basically been driven out of the captaincy by Gav, the chairman of selectors. Um, Ashby wanted to pick without going into too much detail. Ashby wanted to pick um, one of the players out of the available pool and was told that he wasn't allowed to. Um, and then him and Gav had a bit of a blow up about that and Gav has decided out of without consultation of the committee just replacing as captain taking after all the great dictators of the past yeah Stalin Mussolini <laughs> Mussolini Bull Adolf days. yeah Dion <laughs> so yeah so dictator Gav has gone and uh, ruled with an iron fist and first deposed Ashby from the captaincy and then as a result Ashby's decided that he doesn't want to compromise his morals by playing for a a committee that disrespects him in that way. So he's decided to go and play for play for Swanborn this year. So good luck to him. It's a very sad situation. Yeah, extremely sad. Not um, a man you want to be losing. No, you know, second grade player, future A grade player. Junior player. Yeah, been at the club since 2007, actually, since he was um, nine years old. And a great man too. Yeah. Him and Brad Boswell are just the sort of guys you want to be having a beer with on a Saturday night. After a great win. <laughs> Another mention. So, uh, <laughs> record stuff. Rack them up. So, yeah, well, that's pretty freakish that that's come off, to be honest. But I need to get you to make another one now. What are you going to do for the rest? What are you going to be tracking for the rest of the season? I'd be cold. Yeah, might need to make another one. You might need to come back to that. You could double down and Mine's say that there's going to be another captain. <laughs> one of the two that you want. Yeah, double down. That would be huge. I think, I think we will have. First of all, I said, how many flags? I say five. I think I said five. Yeah, he said a lot. The most out of us. I'm uh, going to change that. Nah, you said four. I'm going to change that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have seven flags. <laughs> oh, and not only that, we will have at least another four games where we go eight out of eight this season. Holy. Another four. four. Not, not so you reckon six out of 13 will go? Six out of 14. Six out of 14. Yeah. Yeah. So not necessarily in a row, but there will be another four games where <laughs> we will have gone eight out of eight. And seven teams will win flags. So you said seven teams will win flags. What one do you think? Would not win a flag. Uh, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think D grade will win the flag. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Good call. Fair enough. There you go. We'll track that one. Your big calls going all right, GD. Until we started winning eight from eight. Yeah. So I think can't off, be too successful. Yeah. My call five. was most successful off field season for a long time. Um, 
We've had the numbers there, but... It could be the least successful off your season. Though, yeah, well, also, there's been a lot of handouts um, due to the eight out of eight, um, which you're predicting in a four of, so that's going to really hurt us if we're giving away 100, 150 beers every weekend. So yeah, that's true. Um, that's... Whooper's yeah, going to be sacked at the end of the year as Bart because yeah. Bart hasn't made a single sale all year. You have to put beer prices up during the week, I think, um, to break even. So yeah. Swanbourne have $2 beers on Tuesday, Ashford's telling me. Just yeah, we don't associate with Swanbourne, mate. Um, my prediction is that half the top 10 of the Leos going to be young guys and on track sort of so far. So out of the top 10, we've got um, four that are 25 or under. So Ben Pretty Simpson, Leachy, uh, Adam Boulays and Blake Cully. Um, to be honest, I probably included myself in that top 10. Uh, and I'm assuming you didn't expect either of those four. Yeah, so I was going to say I probably I'm probably down one because I expected to be there, and now I likely won't be with my arm. But to be honest, if you told me that Ben Simpson and and Blake Cully were going to be up there, even Leachy missed a ten games, hundred points last year, um, definite overs. So yeah, I'm, I'm confident. Very good. Now breakout players haven't done a lot early in. Um, so yeah, we've only had Owen, Cam Baker, Rajiv, <laughs> Milaj, and Dan Kettle. I don't. I reckon there's under 100 Leos well, combined there. I haven't Raj's yet to register with Leo Boy. Leos. Yeah. Slapper Baker, he hasn't had a bad start. Yeah. He's um, slapping around a bit with the bat. Slapping around the club as well. Oh, it was actually <laughs> comparisons made to Mark War when he was batting on the weekend. By, by who? Um, <laughs> Mark Sedano, and then it was backed up further by someone else. Might have been Ted, Lady Ted. Bought up, they were like, there's so much Mark War about that. Just that's huge, everything actually. about it. That's like, pretty big. He really does stuff. And we need to get some um, eyewear companies on board. Catch their eyes <laughs> I, no, I, I agree <laughs> with them. There was, there was also a lot of like, West Indian old school bats in the way. A bit of big Richard's there. <laughs> and he's finally got a ball as well. So Very respect good. his breakout. Yeah, very quickly. And on flag, you've probably gone under, haven't we? Well, we literally haven't lost a game yet, so we're on track to win eight. Yep. So, yeah, okay. probably. GD in two, which was the least. Yeah, we'll see. We'll let the dust settle. Old yeah. pessimist Lawrence over there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. All right. We're still <laughs> dropping, captains dropping like flies at the moment, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, we'll move on to our final segment, I believe. Um, we've got our Fun Police and Legend of the Month, which is... Brought to you by Ryan Ruth. Not sponsored, but it's uh, in memorial of <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Ruth and the Fun Police. Yeah, we always remember him. I heard that the original uh, Fun and Police and Legend of the Month, Ross Cook, wasn't happy about not losing being, the naming rights. Yeah, losing you know, the name. Ross has actually been pretty low key across the last year or so. But I tell you what, in the last week he's come home storming, <laughs> trying to get this naming rights sponsorship to the Fun Police back. Um, I think we'll go into it a little bit. It's just little things like him obliging to take the photo. Like ba- even Barry did. Like Barry's ahead of him for Fun Police. Nah, but Ross is, Ross is all the little things. Ross has really tried hard to. Ross has tried hard. You'll hear about it soon, mate. Much of a Fun Police as well. As well. Uh, how about how about we start off with you then, Jaden? Fun Police for this uh, month. We'll get straight into it. <laughs> Ross Cook. Here we go. Look, he <laughs> loves talking about young guys and young talent. And obviously being second in charge of selectors, I have put some of the young guys on the elevator up a couple grades and to Ross's disgust has absolutely sprayed me for picking young guys in higher grades. I, I think that Ross just wants young talent to play in the lower grades and that's how he develops as a cricketer. 
And not along with that, I heard that Ross on the weekend was being very abrupt to his teammates. Well, I heard uh, he basically refused to go out and bat because he didn't rate the bowling attack to be worthy of bowling to him. <laughs> was what he told me. So some guys have been really nice and said, Ross, you, you go out and have a bat. And he's just let loose on them. And at the start of the game, he's walked past Craig Francis and abruptly goes, you, score. That's all he said to him. No hello. And this is a man he's known for a decade or so, isn't he? Well, their sons have played together, but apparently they don't know each other. It's disrespectful to a former Shield cricketer. So I think Ross is taking a bit of the fun out of eye grade. I think the other, one, is, the other one as well was uh, Ross was helping out behind the bar after round one. Yep, another one of Bissett's Barnes Disciples. Yeah, thank you, Ross. Um, well, you might have to whip your employee into shape because he <laughs> started overcharging um, oh, yeah. people that he decided that he didn't want at the club. What? So some Specifically of the, females? Some of the boys have brought down girlfriends or other friends down to the club um, and Ross has started overcharging them for <laughs> the drinks they were buying. So if that's not fun, please. Well, what are they buying? See, the whole purpose of this is to make it five dollars to, to get more people down. Yeah, and Ross, Ross has gone. You're not a club member, so you're driving them away. It has to be barred from your disciples, mate. <laughs> Might be a James Sarkalos full-time job. Lucky he couldn't be the butcherous last name like that. <laughs> anyway, um, so my fun police nomination is a bit different. Uh, we've mentioned this guy on the podcast quite a bit. Before and I think he'll be stoked with the publicity. But okay, um, I was down here on on Sunday, uh, you know, just coming down to see what was going on, and I see there's someone in the car park with their boot open. Oh, he's been there for a while. What's going on? I get a bit closer, and there's like cricket bats like leaned up against the back of the car, and it turns out Kasun is here selling his SNK cricket bats to random last man stands cricketers on a Sunday <laughs> and preying on. I shouldn't say preying on juniors, that sounds bad, <laughs> but trying to con the juniors into buying uh, SNK cricket bats on a Sunday. So, Kasun, it's not very fun, mate. Um, Sunday's your day off, so. Go to church. The all round athlete. Uh, speaking, of, uh, <laughs> speaking of seeing weird things at Britannia. Um, you are coming for a run here, don't you, Justin? Yeah, I came down last. Pretty late at night. Yeah. A couple of Tuesdays ago, I think I remember you saying. Yeah, like it was, it was a chilly one as well. I don't think there was many people at training. A bit wet during the day. Anyway, I came down late at night once it wasn't raining anymore. Uh, pretty dark. You know, a few people walking the dog or whatever. I uh, did a couple of laps. And on my first lap, I thought, I swear I could have seen people in, in the cricket nets. But I thought, surely not. Um, you know, it's like eight o'clock at night, pitch black. Anyway, second lap, I was coming through and I was, I looked a bit closely and it looked like someone was like fully padded up, like helmet on, everything in the pitch black with three or four juniors kids. <laughs> One of them was setting up a, a big spotlight onto the first net, the closest to the club rooms. And the other two were getting out all the practice career balls. And um, this cricketer was actually getting throwdowns from juniors <laughs> under the lights at Britannia on a Tuesday night. At 8.30. At 8.30. It was so strange. So who was it? Which juniors? Well, it was the lawyer himself, Andy Moniz. Oh, no. <laughs> the dice thrower. No, that's right, because we, we left here at 6 o'clock and Andy was just having a he hit. Was still there. And he was there with a couple of the young guys at the club. Like, we were like, to them, like, boys, you're good. And he was like... 
Yeah, we won't be here for much longer. And then obviously Justin's come back at 8.30. <laughs> He's still going. Literally <laughs> two, hours, for two hours. Two hours later. And got the torches out. And think, they were under the lights. I think he paid them as well to go to Bunnings and buy a spotlight. <laughs> so he could keep having a hit. Yeah, they're, they're in the storage room at the club actually right now. Um, <laughs> not the kids, the spotlights. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enslaving young kids, that's fun police. Yeah, sure. that's definitely um, fun police for this month. That was like, insane. What would you want to finish, finish this off? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Um, my fun police this podcast is actually our chairman of selectors, Gav Smith. Now, <laughs> Gav yep. obviously holds a lot of power at the club being in charge of selections oh. when it comes down to it. It depends if you ask Gav. People say that he does. Yep. Um, and as it turns out, he's actually got a lot of power in terms of he has the ability to solve and end one of the biggest, most famous missing persons cases ever. <laughs> what? Now, for legal reasons, obviously it's an ongoing investigation. And we've been informed you can't use actual names in this segment. Um, but let's just say it was a, it's a young girl blonde hair went missing approximately 18 years ago in Portugal yeah. by the name just for legal reasons we're going to call her Madison McBann yeah just a pseudonym nothing right <laughs> now there's been a bit of controversy that Ian Turner missed out on selection in round one despite being at training and, and actually training harder than everyone he bats three times but training yeah <laughs> and Jaden Jaden's stood his ground said no nah, you're not playing mate and then Ian much to everyone's surprise has revealed the news that in his front yard there's a lot of things in his front yard this girl Madison McBann is actually there and he's told us and um <laughs> Being the responsible club we are, we've gone straight to the police. <laughs> I said, look, um, just like mandatory reporting sort of thing. We need to tell you what one of our members has just said. Um, and they've said, look, we've gone down there. We can't do it ourselves, but we're not sending our guys in there. <laughs> There's a minefield in the front of that. Front of that house. <laughs> we're not sending our own in there. It's up to him to put it around. And so, <laughs> so now it's up to... And so Ian said, look... She gets released if I get a game. If I get a game every game for the rest of the season. And Gav, <laughs> being as stubborn as ever, has said, no, Ian, I'm not budging on this. <laughs> You're not playing. <laughs> so for the reason that he's refusing to let this girl be reunited with her family, <laughs> Gav is my fun police of the month. So one of the world's biggest mysteries could be solved. We're seeing Gav's hands. It's literally in Gav's hands. The police are aware of it. We're all aware of it. Ian's just waiting for Cap to get in the green line. <laughs> That's huge. I, I, I just want to have on she's been there. Free McBan, I say. Yeah, Free McBan. That's a crazy story. That almost <laughs> sounds made up. <laughs> messed up. All right, we'll finish off with our Legends of the Month. Uh, so I'll go first uh, for this one. So, obviously, we already discussed the big night on Saturday. Um, just, what, five or six of us left by the end. Everyone, well, everyone, the... Uh, the three or four people that weren't behind the bar were um, out outside in the outdoor area um, at the bar. And Cass was left here DJing to no one, but he was absolutely loving it. Um, he's obviously been working on a new hobby over the off-season on his DJing. And, um, yeah, he's DJed at the club two nights already now. So he's doing really well, but, yeah, just the commitment levels to be 
yeah. fully like fully sending it even when literally zero people were in the in the rooms DJ to no one like pointing to the crowd and stuff <laughs> to like hyping the mic um that it was very legendary I'll uh, continue down the Saturday night route um like you mentioned um all sorts of people were down on Saturday night it was one of the greats um I came back down after going to get my collarbone sorted out um and it's funny some of the things that you see when, when you're sober, when you're down um, after people have been having a good time for a few hours. But just wanted to highlight Mark Ennis. Um, he was getting around the club as well as he ever has. Uh, apparently, he was with Gav until the, um, the early hours of the morning. Uh, that's the sort of commitment you want to see from, from your club members. And it's genuinely like great to have him around the club and in the A-grade team, providing all the value, hitting him as well as, as anyone. So, Eno, yeah, legend of my, of my month of October. Um, I'm going with a younger guy at the club. I don't know if he's played seniors before this year or not. He has. He has? Oh, well, I haven't seen him before. Never played with him. But he's played first two games in Leedy Ted's side. And he's just been, you know, enjoyable to play cricket with. He's been, he's performed on the field. He's performed off the field as well. He got around the club on Saturday night. And um, it's pretty simple, but... <laughs> Lockie Gordon is my legend of the month this month just for superstar doing doing what he's doing yep. hope he keeps yeah, it up he's been legendary met him for the first time he continues well on social media as well which is yeah, good that's what we want yeah, he's very on vocal. field off field social media it's good Jan, you want to round us out my legend of the month is actually new member Mr Zambrero Steve Waddingham Waddo Waddo it's been getting around the club hard um Comes to Tuesday and Thursday training. On Sunday, rocked up to watch the juniors. Did he? Yep. He's right. Right. Isn't he score for Kasun round one as well? Yep. Like on the scorebook? Yep. Scored was, round one. Kasun was actually trying to sell him bats, I saw as well. Yeah, well, that just means he's a human being. Kasun <laughs> holds no, no bars, no holds barred selling bats. But yeah, Watto's been legendary. Yeah, he's been a legend, so... Thanks to Watto, especially with all the vouchers from Zambreros and putting on a massive feed round one. So he's my legend of the month. Mm. And just moving on uh, before we finish, we've received feedback in the past that we need a new song. So this is a call out to anyone who has an idea of an entry song. It could be, it doesn't doesn't have to be a song. It can be a noise, a noise, just something or like a voice recording. Sound bite. Yeah. So if you have any ideas, please don't hesitate to contact us because We'd love to get something different than the good old Black and Gold by Sam Sparrow. We can even use them for like segments if, we, yeah. if we're if you, nice and short. If you take the initiative to record a segment for the sponsor, a sponsor, that it, there's a chance we could play that before uh, one of our segments. So if you have things to say about our sponsors, opinions, thoughts, um, reviews, anything. Always looking to upgrade, make yeah. it better for the for the viewers, for you guys. And I know Owen's been very vocal in particular about how much he hates the intro and exit song, so it'd be nice to see some creativity from him, give us some ideas rather than just be critical all the time. Might, uh, might give, him, give us something for us to improve on, it'd be good. Yeah, just anything. We'll have a listen, chuck it in if it's good. Can use anything, so always open to ideas to make the podcast better. And uh, thanks for listening to the October edition and we'll see you again in November. Hopefully more wins coming.